0: Welcome back to Process, my name is Justin with Effective Remote Work. If you're like me, you've probably been around the block a few times with productivity, searching for that new tool or that next life hack that's going to just make your life better. We're gonna talk about how to solve your biggest productivity problem today, and it's neither of those things. But first, I wanted to let you know about our new free guide called Remote Work 101. If you're working remotely, which if you've been working in a knowledge work field in the last year, you probably have been working remotely, this guide is for you. In this free guide, we highlight the five skills that you need to be successful as a remote worker. Again, this is completely free, and you can get it at effectiveremotework.com slash remote 101. Most productivity systems, methods, and tools advocate for solving your problems in productivity and focus from the bottom up. Getting things done is the classic example of this. In getting things done, you start by grabbing all of your open loops, tasks, little tiny things that are taking up your attentional space. And then from there, you build up into an organizational system. You put those tasks into projects. You manage those tasks by different areas. You try to get a level of where you're going in life and your goals and build from there. This I think is a good way to get started in productivity, but I think long-term there are some issues with it. First and foremost, this bottom-up productivity approach doesn't entrench the habits of being selective about what's on your plate in the first place. The number one problem that I have had with productivity and that I've seen others have is that we do not say no to things. A task comes across our path that we feel we should do or maybe somebody else is putting it on our plate, and then we add it to our systems. We plop it in our OmniFocus inbox and then we try to filter it into the best place that it should live in the future. We don't take the time to evaluate, does this task belong on my plate first? Because a bottom-up productivity system doesn't build the habit in us to evaluate if something should end up in our system in the first place. I think long-term, this results in our systems becoming unclear, cluttered, and systematically ineffective. The easiest thing to do is to blame the tool here. Well, things isn't working for me anymore. Let's switch to OmniFocus, or OmniFocus just released a new version. Let's check that out because I'm not 100% satisfied with Todoist. The tool isn't working out for me. But in reality, the problem is with the internal system, the processes that we've built to use the tool. Secondly, bottom-up productivity causes you to live at the tactical level. There are really three levels of work. There's visionary work, strategic work, and tactical work. Visionary work is deciding where you are and where you're going from there. Strategic work is how you're going to get to that vision and the tactical work is the stuff you're doing day-to-day. That's your routines, that's your habits, and that's also the individual to-dos and projects that you're working on on a day-to-day, week-to-week basis. Productivity hacks all focus on the tactical level and most productivity systems and tools are concerned at this level too. They answer the question, how do I get my stuff done today? But they don't necessarily help with the question, what do I do tomorrow? How am I going to get there? And this is the place I see most people get stuck. Instead of getting above the tactical level, the work of today, they're stuck there, unable to see the forest for the trees. So how do you solve this problem? You have to start thinking in the reverse direction, thinking top-down. Top-down productivity starts with vision. Top-down productivity lets that vision and strategy dictate the tactics that you use on a day-to-day basis to get the work done. Top Town Productivity also builds habits to keep the tactical work in alignment with the vision and strategy that you have. Let's get a little less metaphorical and give you some practical examples from my own life. The vision level of my life looks like this. I have different jobs and roles that I focus on. If you follow Cal Newport's podcast at all, he talks about different aspects of his career being quote-unquote different jobs, even though if they're part of the same job. So for me, it's marketing at discourse, effective remote work, family, household stuff. I also have a theme at that level, slowing down for this year in 2021. That helps me make decisions about what's important for me to take on. And then important projects. I've got a cryptocurrency experiment that I'm running, redoing my kitchen, working on improving my workspace in my remote work office. These are big, important things. So We've got jobs and roles, a theme if you're into using themes, and important longer-term projects that are kind of dictating the visionary direction of your life. Then the strategic level is how I'm going to get there. I'm evaluating my day-to-day decisions by my theme or the work that I'm taking on. Does this help me slow down, if we're talking in 2021? Or my previous year theme, stabilization, does this help me stabilize and what I've defined stabilization to mean? If those items don't match up with my theme, then I'm less likely to pursue those items. I'm also evaluating decisions in my roles and in the capacity that I have in them. For example, if I have a new marketing project or something of that sort that pops on my plate on my day job, I have to evaluate: Do I have the time to actually pursue that? Do I have the capacity for that? The knowledge to per- for that? Is there enough value in pursuing that at this moment in time based upon those things? Then I'm also evaluating in general if there are any more projects that I take on. Does redoing my bathroom at home makes sense in the current financial state that I'm in? Is it something that I wanna defer long-term? So on and so forth. Finally then, we move to the tactical level where I manage the work itself. This is where a lot of the typical productivity system stuff comes into play. What am I planning to do for this week? What helps me to execute on the strategies and vision for my life and for my work? And how much time do I actually have? In my own productivity journey, I have found that I spend way too much time at the tactical level and almost no time at the visionary and strategic level because the way that I learned productivity was bottom up. Through experimentation, I have realized that I need a filter, a funnel of sorts. And Cal Newport has talked about this in recent weeks as well, that productivity is best served by a funnel where you have all of this work coming in at the top of the funnel and then you have filters to kinda focus that work down to the day-to-day level. What am I working on now? And that's really what productivity is, but you don't get there from the bottom up. You get there from focusing top-down. Now, granted, we do need to spend some time at both levels and in both directions, bottom-up and top-down productivity, to be effective, but I'm finding that the more time I spend focusing on the top level, the day-to-day gets infinitely easier. So. If you're struggling with a productivity problem or a productivity system, a tool, I would ask first and foremost, how much time are you spending at the vision or strategy level? If your answer is very little, that's likely the problem that you're facing. Again, this is the biggest productivity problem that I see people wrestling with. It's not the right tool. It's not automating the right work. Those things are all tactical level items that when you're optimizing those, you're really only getting a small percentage of benefit. When you can optimize though for your life at a visionary level on the holistic picture of things going on in your life and in your work, that's where you get the biggest amount of returns. So my best advice to you to help you get further up to a visionary level is first, list out all the roles in your life and your main outcome for them in the next year. Where do you wanna go? Where do you need to go in the next year? Don't get too complicated with this. Don't get too aspirational. Be realistic with yourself. One way that I like to do this is to use Zig Ziglar's Wheel of Life. We've talked about this on the podcast a number of times, or do an annual review like I've shown in a YouTube video, which I'll link in the show notes. The point here is to get a picture of the areas of your life, where you're at in them and where you want to go. Another thing you can do is if it makes sense to you, create a theme by which you can make decisions. You can check out more on themes from CGP Grey on YouTube. I'll link to his video in the show notes as well. But the broad concept here is, where do you want to go with your life in the next year or six months or two years or whatever span of time that you choose to be? From there, instead of setting goals for yourself, create a theme by which you can help filter decisions from the top down level. Another thing you can do is to look at everything on your plate. When you have a clear idea of your wheel of life or doing an annual review or having an annual theme, start to notice what on your plate does not line up with your vision or strategy. For the items that don't line up with where you want to go, if you possibly can, eliminate it. Otherwise, delegate and automate as much as you can. Elimination can be as easy as saying no. This can be items that are unimportant, such as checking your social media feeds, or it can be stuff that would maybe feel more important, but is not actually important, such as a project that has been delegated to you, and you can choose whether to take it on or not, or you can push back on taking that thing on. Elimination is the easiest way to get stuff off of your plate and to help focus your life, but if you can't do that, you definitely can spend time delegating and automating it. Delegation can be something like hiring a cleaner to clean your house. If it gets you back time that you'd like to do for something else like resting or spending time with family or if you're in a role in your job where you can delegate responsibilities to someone else in your company, take advantage of that. That will free up your ability to spend one, more time at the strategic and visionary level to figure out where you're going and two, to focus on the things that are the most important for you. If you can't delegate or eliminate then try automating things. Automation often gets the rap in productivity circles that you need to use a tool like text expander or keyboard maestro or shortcuts on iOS to automate via scripting a task that happens. It doesn't have to be that way though. Automation can be as simple as checklisting your process that you're committing to do and you do it once a week for 30 minutes. You set a time bound on something, you checklist the process, that is a form of automation as well where you don't have to think about the process of doing it, but you try to minimize the absolute amount of time that you're spending on it in a given time period. I think if we in the productivity space and we in our work and lives shifted to more of a top-down model of looking at things, trying to narrow the stuff on our plates through a vision of what our lives look like and the strategies that we use to get there, that will dramatically help a lot of us gain more clarity and more focus to be able to be more effective in doing what makes sense for us. This can be broadly in the place of work, it can be in our family lives, whatever it is. If there's a way that we can narrow down our focus from the top level without trying to rely on tools or productivity hacks to get there, I think we'll find a lot more satisfaction in using productivity as a way to move forward in our lives. Well, that wraps things up for this episode. If you like this episode, be sure to follow us on Apple Podcasts, Overcast, or your podcast player of choice. Also, remember to sign up for our free guide, Remote Work One Hundred One, at effectiveremotework.com/remote101. Again, my name is Justin with Effective Remote Work. Thanks for listening to Process, and I'll talk to you in the next episode.